Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. And away we go with the top stories of the day, presented to you at 4 o'clock every afternoon here on Burns and Gambo. Tim Ring is filling in for Gambo. He will be for the rest of the week. Let's go through it. And we start with what, of course, is the biggest story of the day. Walker running left, met in the backfield, and taken down. And J.J. Watt is there. Boy, he continues to make big plays. Cardinals defensive end and all-time great surefire first ballot Hall of Famer J.J. Watt announced today that the last two games of this regular season will be the finale of an over-decade-long career that included not one, not two, but three NFL Defensive Player of the Year awards. The only other two men to do that, Lawrence Taylor and Aaron Donald. That's it. Five first-team All-Pros, over 111 sacks, having a very... In fact, you had, you were in for Gambo week before last, okay. and we were talking about the things that had gone right for the Cardinals in the 2022 year. Wasn't a very long list, but he's on it. J.J. Watt was not only on it, he's probably near the top of it. He's gone very right for them this year. I, I said it earlier that he's, 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 leaving, he's leaving a massive hole in the middle of that Cardinals defense, literally. He's 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 arguably their their first or second best defensive player this year. So you wish JJ Watt well, and you say good luck, and you enjoy your family and your post football life. But they got to replace they got to replace an awfully good football yeah. player and, now too. And there's no doubt that had JJ Watt wanted to continue to play football, there would have been a market for his services. He would have I don't know if he would have gotten as big a contract as he did two years ago from the Cardinals. He would have gotten rewarded handsomely for continuing to play. There was a big contract out there waiting for him. I'm guessing the AFib that he went into midseason played a played yeah. a significant role in this decision. We'll dive a little deeper into the news that JJ is going to retire. Since we were off as a show for the holiday weekend, there are, of course, a couple of Cardinal stories to mention here in the 4 o'clock reset. Kyler Murray reportedly set to have surgery on January 3rd with the Cowboys team physician. That was uh, came from Melissa Stark during one of her sideline hits during Sunday night football, during Christmas football. So Kyler Murray, January 3rd, recovery time, nine months give or take, which would mean if everything is on pace, he would miss at least three games. We'll see. Week four, Sunday, October 1st. Not that I'm looking at a calendar. Not that you're doing that. Pro Bowl safety, Buda Baker. You mentioned defensive guys having a good year. How about Buda suffering a fractured shoulder during the loss to the Bucks on Christmas? Didn't come out of the game, but he's out for the season. He will not play for the next two games. That's a sad, sad break for, for Buda. I mean, just a, a whale of a season. And the toughness of that kid to play with a fractured shoulder. Are you kidding me? It's... Hard to believe. I, I mean, and, and then and the whole the the injury earlier in the season, the high ankle sprain. Well, it was going to cost him two to three weeks, and he played the next week. And he, but he also played on the, the ankle sprain at the end of the game. Yeah, nuts, just nuts. Uh, we'll get more of an update on that one. The Cardinals haven't officially released that information about Buddha, but it, uh, according to multiple reports, he is out for the season. Speaking of the holiday weekend, the Suns look to shake off their Christmas night loss to the Nuggets. Uh, to the Nuggets, I should say, uh, the Nuggets. 
Nugget. That sounds like something you got in your stocking on Christmas morning. Devin Booker was not there as the the Suns lost to Denver. He played for the first four minutes, re-aggravated the groin injury. He will not be available tonight when the Suns are in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Devin Booker has been sent home by the organization for further medical evaluation. He is not with the team on this road trip right now. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a sign that it's more serious than they thought. I think it's more of a sign is let's get that let's get that let's get that guy back here. Let's get a good a solid MRI. Let our people get a hold of it. Let them let's get him out of hotels and and airplanes yep. and and traveling from city to city and get that thing some rest and some treatment. And if it's good enough to play, we'll, we'll get him on a plane and get him back out there in a couple hours, no matter what city they're in. But I wouldn't plan on having Devin Booker back on the court in the next couple of games, that's for sure. I would agree. No Landry Shamit tonight. No campaign tonight. No Cam Johnson. They're all listed as outside against the Grizzlies. Keep in mind, we are getting closer to Cam Johnson perhaps returning. His knee injury happened at the beginning of November. If the team sticks with the same timeline James Jones has given us in the past, he could be eyeing a return to the court sometime soon. In fact, ESPN showed at one point during the Christmas night game Cam Johnson doing some work on the court, running, stopping, things like that around the three-point circle. We haven't heard a timeline for his return, but again, if it's two months, he's got to be getting pretty close to that, I would think. Well, Mary, it was originally one to two months. I mean, one month was pretty ambitious. But two months would be basically any day now. I mean, if it was at the beginning of November, and now it's the beginning of January, or it will be in another week or so, if it's two months, we're just about there. Maybe mid-January, first week in January, when they get back from the road trip. Maybe some Cam Jan- uh, Johnson sightings, perhaps. We'll see. Every sports team in the Valley decided to be active this weekend. The Diamondbacks traded away outfielder Dalton Varsho to the Toronto Blue Jays in exchange for catching prospect Gabriel Moreno and outfielder Lords Guriel Jr. 73 plate appearances last year for Moreno. He is, according to Baseball America, the number three prospect in all of baseball. Not among catching prospects, not among Blue Jay prospects, among all prospects in baseball. Baseball last year in those 73 plate appearances, he hit 319 with a 358 on base percentage. Most people believe he's this close to being an everyday big leaguer. So this is not a prospect who's years away. He is right on the doorstep of being an everyday major leaguer. Well, listen, you had a surplus of outfielders. They're all left-handed hitters. You had to do something there to break it up. Uh, clearly, to get a to get a guy who's rated that high of a prospect, maybe you had to give up one of your better outfielders that comprised that surplus. I know a lot of D-backs fans were surprised that that Varsha was the guy was the guy to go, but that's clearly who the Blue Jays organization wanted yep. uh, to give up a guy that was regarded so high in their system. Mike Hazen on the D. Very difficult while parting with, with Dalton. You know, we drafted him, developed him through our system. One of the players that, you know, I think we're very proud to have on our team uh, and in our organization. Did it the right way, does it the right way, plays hard, I think fans appreciated the way he played uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, so that was that was a challenge. And while Carson Kelly, the team's starting catcher from a year ago, is technically still on the roster and could still very well be on the roster, make no mistake, Gabriel Moreno is going to be the starting catcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, if not early this season, then very soon after that. Well, I'm, the plan now is for Moreno to be the D-backs catcher for the next 13 years, Yes, Dave. I mean, yeah. that's the idea. 
He's 22 years old. Around the NFL, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is back in concussion protocol for a second time this season. Dolphins haven't clinched the playoff spot yet. They close against the Patriots and the New York Jets. They should be able to get in, but both of those teams are at least capable of giving the Dolphins some problems, especially for that Patriots game that's in New England with the weather that's going on up there. That might be a problem. We don't even know if Tua is going to play. Well, a lot of former not. players are calling for Tua to not only not play, but to sh- shut him down for the year. I mean, this is. I mean, that was a routine tackle that he allegedly suffered the concussion. Suffered the on. concussion on, and I don't know if you had a chance to watch the Dolphin game, David, or you were celebrating with your family and whatnot. But Tua was really good pre-concussion and like noticeably bad after the concussion. Like, yeah. where who are you throwing it to? Where are you throwing it? Why are you throwing it? That kind of that kind of dip in play happened post-concussion. Yeah. It's a scary it's a scary deal now. Broncos have fired first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett. He didn't even get to close the season. They were 4 and 11 and they let him go yesterday. The Buffalo Bills clinched their third consecutive AFC East title. The Ravens and the Chargers both clinched a playoff berth over the weekend as well. The Chargers doing it last night with their win against the Colts. Finally, the Coyotes, they are back home tonight. They are at Mullet Arena taking on, and Mitch made sure he put this in my copy. The defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche at 7 o'clock here on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Hey, Mitch, sure I, we snuck that in there. I used to be a broadcaster for the Avalanche. Did you know that, buddy? Was that after Miami? That or? was after Miami. Peter we Ford- learned a lot about Tim last Peter, week, Bernsey. Peter Forsberg and I were like this. You're like this. <laughs> well, when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, he broke the news he was coming to the Valley. Today he broke the news that his career is done. J.J. Watt retiring from the NFL. We talk about it next on Burns and Gambo. and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Back to throw. Hit and sack. Absolutely mauled by J.J. Watt at the 48-yard line. It takes Rippin a little time to get up. That's like turning around and all of a sudden Jaws is there. Ready to swallow you up. Dave Pash with the call. J.J. Watt sack of Brett Rippon from a couple of weeks ago. J.J. Watt surprised a lot of people today with his announcement on social media. Very similar, honestly, to how he surprised a lot of people a year and a half ago, two years ago, when he announced he was coming to the Cardinals in the first place. I don't think I'll ever forget the image of J.J. Watt with the rack. At the rack, right? With a squat bar, you know, by his shoulders, wearing the Cardinals beanie as his announcement or the Cardinals T-shirt, one of the two. I think both. It was, it was a Cardinal T-shirt and a beanie. Yeah. I think you might be right. As his the announcement white. that he had chosen the Cardinals. I think it said "Source Me." Yes, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Um, a very similar sort of announcement today from J.J. Watt on social media. A picture that he had posted. It looks like it was taken before the game against the Bucks on Christmas night. He's got his son in his hand and his wife by his side. And he simply wrote, Coa's first ever NFL game, my last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. And it was later confirmed by, I think it was Josh Weinfeld, of ESPN.com I said, yeah, it's a retirement announcement. That's that's what that is. He is walking away from football. A surprise only in the fact that he had played so well this year. Well, a couple a couple of reasons it's a surprise, right? They're, they're, they play, he's played so well, and 
you know, Dave, he's only 33. I know. I mean, that's not, for, for an interior lineman playing at a high level like he has been, with the ability to make millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. to live out your dream on a football field for a guy who loves to play football, all that doesn't make sense that he's stepping away, right? No, but, it, but, but, but then you think about what he's been through this year, right? And you think about going into AFib and then having your heart shocked so it could start beating again, having a baby. Reassessing, reassessing your priorities in life and what's important to you. And he's had injury history in the past, too, recently, obviously, as we all know. Yeah. And J.J. Watt probably said, you know what? Listen, I, I've got this beautiful baby and a beautiful family, and maybe I love living in Arizona, and my health and my family is a priority to me far more than football can ever be. Mm-hmm. I got more money in the bank than I know what to do with, and it's just time. Yeah, it's time. It, it's funny because I, 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 the thought kind of went through my head a second ago. Like if he had had another injury plagued season this year, like he had last, then it wouldn't be a surprise. But then when you consider the AFib as Maybe not a traditional injury, but certainly a health scare, right? Well, that's worse. That's it's worse, worse than, than a an shoulder. Injury. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's right? worse than a, a torn calf muscle or whatever, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that literally can scare you to death, right? And and so so I, I was thinking about it like if if this had been another year where he's only playing seven games, eight games, five games because of all the injuries, then maybe it wouldn't surprise me that he hangs it up because you know what? On second thought, man, my body just won't let me do this. But the AFib. When you think about it like an injury, you know, like like a something that would that would could, then it all makes perfect sense. Then all the pieces kind of fall in place. Plus, I think J.J. Watt is one of those guys. OK, maybe not to the level of like a Tom Brady or a Tony Romo or a Troy Aikman or anybody like that. Boy, there is a career with a microphone in front of his face just waiting for him. Don't you think? I mean, his personality, his effusiveness, his everything. That dude was born to broadcast. You know, I could see him sitting in a studio somewhere. I could sit and be see him being a color guy somewhere. He will. He will. He will get picked up real quick. If this is truly it for him, I have no doubt he's got a career waiting for him with a microphone in front of his face. I could see him going making movies like the next. Superhero, like like Dwayne Johnson, like yeah. he's going to be the Rock. I mean, he could be like the next Schwarzenegger <laughs> or the Rock. JJ JJ Watt, if you're listening, you can do anything you, you want, you my can. man. I mean, if like JJ Watt was Black Adam, it wouldn't have flopped. <laughs> did, did Black Adam flop? Seriously, I think so. I didn't did it, watch did it. it. Flop? I didn't watch it, but did it, did it flop? I mean, he's got to be a better actor than Bosworth, right? I mean, well, he, can, he, can do, he can do better than the Fansville ads. I mean, seriously, I don't know. Bosworth at this point actually has convinced me that he's a small town sheriff <laughs> from uh, from what's the what's the name of the place? What's the Fansville? Fansville. That's right. Yeah. You just said it. Um, he's actually got me. Got me that, oh yeah, that's Brian Bosworth. I thought it was an actual actor who was playing that. No, it's Bosworth. He's he could he can go do whatever he wants to do in in terms of that career it does he he strikes me as a, the 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 broadcast booth Bernsey. i mean maybe, maybe that'll be his calling he strikes me as a guy that's going to want to give back in some form or fashion and i don't know if coaching 
uh, is is in his future. Uh, maybe maybe just philanthropy is in his future. Maybe uh, giving back that that way. I can see J.J. Watt going to be a high school coach, and I'm not even joking. He strikes me as that kind of guy as well. And I, the, the, the bottom line is any, any, anything is possible or available to, to somebody like that. And he's going to follow his heart, and he's probably going to do – he could probably do a variety of things. He could probably be in a, a broadcaster and a high school football coach. Oh, I'm sure if he wanted to. I mean, you know – I just – I could totally see him – on a studio show set somewhere, you know, where where you're where you're talking like, uh, you, you know, the Bradshaw, Howie Long, Jimmy Johnson. I could see him just seamlessly fitting in somewhere like that, or on the NFL Network set, or on the ESPN set. I I, I could just I could see JJ yep. Watt doing that. But there, like you said, there's a many many things I could see him doing. I I think to me the, the other part about this story is that he was having such a good Good year. There was another very decent contract waiting for him. I mean, there's no question he would have had opportunities to continue playing because this is not like this is somebody who's hanging on for dear life to his career, watching it all fade in front of him. He had a very productive season this year for the Cardinals. I'll also tell you this: come October next year, he could come back and help a contender. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> I bet you, you watch. I bet you he doesn't uh... file his papers. I bet you he, he leaves that hanging hang hang in hang hang out in case there. somebody wants to come knocking on his door halfway through the season. Pull a Gronkowski, babe. Yeah, do you like the OBJ <laughs> tour where, you know, even though he didn't sign with anybody? Career earnings, you want to take a guess? How much money? Oh, God. J.J. Watt made playing football in the National Football League? $175 million. You're very close. Well, kind of close. 129 Okay. 129 so that that obviously not an issue. Oh, you meant like after tax? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> just I just met according to, to SpotTrack.com. He made 129 million dollars in his career. It does leave the Cardinals, and this is something they were going to have to do anyway because he was a free agent, and he very well might have left them. They got to fill those well. That's shoes, thing. and that's you know I, I since we're talking about this for the second time, I did want to mention this too briefly. I do think. Part of the legacy of J.J. Watt with the Arizona Cardinals are guys like Zach Allen, who he clearly has had an influence on. Guys like Cameron Thomas, who if you watch Hard Knocks, he has clearly had an influence on, right? I mean, there's there's a certain part of that. There's a residual. Absolutely. There's a return on investment that goes beyond his productivity on the football field. I, 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 I am all in on that, Bernsey. 100% could not agree anymore that the J.J. Watt contract goes beyond the two years of football you got out of him. Yeah. The impact he made on these young players will go a long way. But they still have to replace him. But they have to replace the guy, you know, stopping running backs and sacking quarterbacks. (laughs) And Zach Allen's pretty good, but they already had Zach. And J.J. And And Zach by himself without J.J. next to him. Big hole. Yeah, big hole. Big thing that needs to be filled and hard to fill it. You know what? I wasn't always sure I was going to say this. I'm... Glad the Arizona Cardinals signed J.J. Watt. Yeah, me too. Yeah, why, yeah, why wouldn't the, you be? Yeah, because there course. was a moment a year ago where I wasn't so sure I was going to say that. He was hurt. You know, and then even at the beginning of this year, he was hurt to start the year. And it was one of those, man, are they are they going to get the bang for their buck on this one? Are, are they going to be happy that they signed J.J. Watt? In my mind, that was up for some level of debate at, at various points over the last couple of years. Now that it's all done, I'm glad they right. did it. 
You remember when J.J. Watt went down and had beers with people at the coach house? <laughs> I mean, how cool is this guy? Oh, he's cool. He's way cool. I mean, everybody loves Larry. Larry would never went and had beers with people at the coach house. Yeah. Shame on you, Larry. If you're listening, you should go down to the coach house right now and have beers with people. Please. It's, it's on you, Larry. Yeah. If you're headed to the college football semifinal at Steve Farm Stadium, get the party started at the College Football Hall of Fame free tailgate. Starts at 10 a.m. on the Great Lawn at Sportsman's Park. Music, food, beverages, special guests. Will make this tailgate party very memorable. Admission is free. 10 a.m. on the Great Lawn at Sportsman's Park. So, the loss on Christmas was concerning enough, none larger than the news about Devin Booker. In case you missed it, we'll tell you next on Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, let's get an update. <laughs> Sorry. Quarter of my eye, Tim Ring was dancing. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Well, that's what you were trying to do. I don't know if that's what it was, but that's what it looked like from here anyway. That was the uh, was the butter turn or the, <laughs> the what is it called? The cabbage? Yeah. The things that we did when we were kids. himself and thy over yeah. there. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Ga- Gambo doesn't dance in this seat. Uh, no, he, no sings. he just sings. He yeah. sings. Yeah. You oh, play? he sings. He, he sings. sings. Yeah. He He's... sang quite a bit last week. Uh, I got a good dose of it. No, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did he stop God, when you asked him to stop? No, he saw my ears bleeding, so he was gracious enough to stop. How nice of him. I gamble, my ears are bleeding. How generous. Let's get an update on our Twitter <laughs> poll question. Let's turn it back over to Eric. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, what you got for us, Rubes? All right, we're going to start with the one we didn't get to at 2.30, but it's not a poll question, but it is a question, and I'm going to make it a challenge for you guys as well. In three words or less, how will you remember J.J. Watt on the Arizona Cardinals? Three words or less. Okay, played in playoffs. Major positive influence. Ooh, I like both of those. I like both of those. You, some... you, like, you like mine better, though. You can just, you just you can admit it. <laughs> yeah, Tim, yours was great. There you wow. Go. Boy, I don't think Gambo's on vacation. I think he's actually here with us right now in spirit. <laughs> I'll come pat you on the back during the break. <laughs> you like mine. You like mine better. <laughs> Let me start singing. Oh, what a night. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, They're both very good. But Tim's was pretty good. I'll give him that. Hey, the real great thing of all of this is that we had fun doing it. That's all that matters, Tim. That both were great. But time of, we did time, time of my life, Eric. Time of my life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Eric's over there handing out participation ribbons. No, who won? Who won? Him or me? Okay, well, bring one. <laughs> oh, if we if we want to decide it, I there was just go. going okay, along fine. with okay, it. Okay, fine. well, let's go to an actual poll question. Let's talk about the Suns now. They're not going to be fully healthy for a while, as it seems Devin Booker has gone down. But if they were, and they didn't make a move, where would they be in the West? Would they be a top one seed, a top two or three seed, a four through six seed, or they'd be playing and below? I'll go four through six. I've got them at four. 
I, I because I I am now officially worried that Chris Paul is not going to be Chris Paul again. The the where, where he was a co superstar with Devin Booker, and I think if he's not that guy, they're incapable of being one, two, or three, even if they're fully healthy. So that's that's where I stand on that one. Yep, I, I am I am not worried about Chris Paul yet. Uh, I I may be at the end of February, but I'm going to give it a little more time. Uh, I do believe right now that as they are pr- presently constructed and if they are fully healthy, uh, I would put them right now three because I believe that the only two teams that I can discernibly say are better than them right now are the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. Those are the two leaders by far. Majority of the votes, over 90% of them, 54.9% leading the way is four through six seed on the lower end. 37.4% going two two to three. uh, 2.6% voted for one. 5.2% voted for seven or worse. All right, those are the poll questions. You can find them on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Tim Ring is filling in. Now the Suns taking on the Grizzlies tonight. That's a six o'clock tip time. We're going to end today's show a little early about an hour from now to make way for the pregame coverage of that. Uh, Devin Booker not available. Uh, Landry Shamit not available. Campaign not available. Cam Johnson not available. It's going to be another one of those nights where Monty Williams, and to their credit, I mean, Landry Shamit was available on Christmas night, but with no Devin Booker, he exited that game four and a half minutes in on Christmas night against Denver, and they were very competitive in that game, had the lead throughout most of the fourth quarter. It was really only at the end when they weren't able to hang on to it. The concerning news about Devin Booker is that he has been sent home to Phoenix. Um, Dwayne Rankin tweeted earlier today, Devin Booker has returned to Phoenix for further evaluation for his groin strain suffered in the Suns' loss of the Nuggets on Christmas. The fact that he's been sent home, it's impossible for us to speculate on what this means in terms of a timetable. We'll give our best shot at it. But it, it is not encouraging to know that it wasn't a minor enough tweak, that it was something they could deal with with the training staff they have on the road with them, that they felt it more important for him to come home and have it treated here. Yeah, it looked like it happened. He was trying to get over a screen on the defensive end, at least, you know, trying to trying to analyze the, the, the game on TV. And again, I I think when a, when, a, when, a, when a groin strain or a hamstring strain or a pull, anything gets re-aggravated, a lot of times you're out longer than you were the first time you were out when it was aggravated the first well, time. Well, I think part of it is a, and a pain thing. I think part of it, too, is that you just don't want to re-aggravate it a third time, right? Like, you want to be really, really, really sure before yeah. you come back. And you better not sure. You better make sure you don't you don't tear that sucker and end up needing some kind of minor surgery. And then you're really, you're really doing damage to yourself for the rest of the season. So, for the Suns, at this point, you got to look at the rest of this road trip. There are five games remaining. You just try to tread water as best you can. Look, it's going to be tough to win tonight in Memphis. It's going to be tough to win at the end of the road trip in Cleveland. It's going to be tough to win in New York. Uh, the Knicks were, were playing really good basketball before they hit the skids a little bit lately. They had won eight in a row. You know, so you're talking about trying to maybe scrape together a win at Washington, maybe on the road at Toronto, but those won't be easy. The Wizards just won here uh, not too long ago. So, you know, Burns, they, they, they've, they've dropped eight out of 11 if they can't find a way to scratch out a win on the road trip, they're going to come back losers of 13 of their last 16. Yeah. That's if they can't figure out a way to get a win on the road trip. Now, that that's what concerns you. I'm not concerned about Devin Booker getting back healthy and Cam Johnson coming back and this team playing 
better basketball and be informative again. They will be, but you just, I mean, you don't want to go three and 13 over a 16 game stretch. No. That's, that's just not, not something that we're accustomed to no, in these parts. You don't because, you know, in the Western conference, everybody's so bunged up so tightly. I mean, one or two games could be the difference between being a four seed and being a seven seed, you know, between having home court advantage in the first round and, and having to play in the play in tournament. I will say, Big picture, at least when it comes to the season, I am a little worried that in part these injuries are reflective of the weight Devin Booker has had to carry on this team, you know, in terms of, of, you know, usage, minutes, you know, how much they rise or fall, win or lose because of him and how much of that burden he kind of carries because Chris Paul has been hurt, hasn't been himself. DeAndre Ayton hasn't consistently rose to the level that everybody wants him to. Mikel Bridges hasn't consistently rose to the level. Devin Booker, when he's been out there, has carried a heavy, heavy burden this year of trying to keep this team at the, and I do wonder if some of these injuries are a reflection of that starting to catch up with him a little bit. And I do worry about that even when he does come back, depending on how those other complementary pieces sort of respond in his absence. I'm, well, I'm very worried about the, that. The roster needs to get better. The, 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 the injured guys need to get healthy. That's obvious. And they need some. They need to do some work before the trade deadline. And how would this, how would this look to you? A roster that includes now a return of Devin Booker, a return of Cam Johnson, a return of campaign, two first-round picks for Kyle Kuzma, uh, Jay Crowder for another bench piece that can come in and do some good things for you on both ends, maybe mm-hmm. get you eight points a game. Like, how does that, Tory Craig back to the bench? How, how does that, how does that, that roster? That team to me, yeah. fully healthy, I think can be a Western Conference finalist. One other thing about losing a lot of games right now, I just want to throw this at you to make you feel better because I know you're, you're hurting inside. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> The war the Warriors last year went through it too because you were dancing at the beginning of the segment. I know, that, I, it's, no, it, I, it's mentally it froze on my brain. Makes your eyes bleed as God, opposed seriously. to Gam- Gambo singing, making my ears bleed. Give me the stats. The war- it's blow me away. The Warriors went through this last year too with guys getting hurt, and from February 9th to March thirtieth, okay, they won only seven of twenty three games. They were seven and sixteen as they had injured guys. They were sitting out, guys. And then when the calendar hit April, it's like they said, okay. Go time. It's go time. Yeah. And they got their guys back. They literally hit the switch. There were five regular season games left in April. Guess what their record was? 5-0. 5-0. And you know what happened in the playoffs in the NBA Finals. Yeah. So, seeding in a... Midseason disaster meant nothing to a team that knew when they had their pieces back, they could get the job done. Now, the Suns don't have three rings to fall back on, yeah. but they do have the confidence knowing that when we have our pieces together, we're a pretty damn good basketball team. That does make me feel better. I knew I'd make you feel better. As long as Chris Paul gets back to being Chris Paul. And of that, I am still Deeply concerned, but you have made me feel better. He's eating his vegetables. Be- 
every be, night. Be, com- be comforted by that. I am comforted. If you're headed to the college football semifinal at State Farm Stadium, there's a party starting at the College Football Hall of Fame free tailgate. Starts at 10 a.m. on the Great Lawn at Sportsman's Park. There will be music, food, beverages, special guests. It will be a memorable tailgate party. Admission is free. 10 a.m. And you will find it on the Great Lawn at Sportsman's Park. Sean Payton, he's putting together a staff, according to reports. Is that staff bound for Arizona? We'll talk about it next. Burns and Gambo, Tim Ring filling in. Burns and Gambo, afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. So the report yesterday, day before, can't exactly remember, is that Sean Payton might be starting somewhat the process of putting together a coaching staff. Payton is so interested in returning. This is according to Adam Schefter of ESPN.com. Quote, Sean Payton is so interested in returning to coaching in the NFL that he's already putting together an all-star staff that includes former Denver Broncos head coach Vic Fangio as his potential defensive coordinator, league sources told ESPN. This was a story from Christmas Eve day, so it's been out there a couple of days. Peyton has been working as an analyst on Fox. He's been watching from afar. There have now been three coaching firings so far in the NFL this season, obviously in Carolina with uh, Matt Rule, obviously in Indianapolis with Frank Reich, and then of course over the weekend, Nathaniel Hackett, who didn't even, and I, I gotta admit, one of the first things I thought about when I saw that Nathaniel Hackett got fired was they didn't even give that dude the year, right? Like they were so sure it was time for a change. They didn't even wait for him to coach two more games. You gave up a 50 burger to the Rams on Christmas day. Yeah, you're done. You're out. We're not even going to give you a full year. And I thought to myself, gosh, would the Cardinals do that with Cliff? Would they not even give him, if they were so inclined to move off of him, would they were so attuned as sports fans, as sports broadcasters, Tim, you and I, for that Black Monday to be the day, the Broncos just went and said, yeah, screw Black Monday. We're doing it now. We're doing it today. We're, we're not. We're, we're going to fire you the day after Christmas. Thank you very much. I, I guess it would depend on would there be an embarrassing loss in Atlanta? I, I, what happened to the Broncos was embarrassing. I mean, clearly he was on the chopping block no matter what. Oh, yeah. But you get to the point where you give up 51 and you get embarrassed in a kind of a nationally televised situation mm-hmm. like that. It's like, okay, it, losing is one thing, but embarrassing the organization, you're done. You're, yeah. you're done here right now. Yeah. You know, only, I got the list here, only five head coaches ever in history did not last one full season. That weren't interim coaches that were like... Yeah, five five guys. I didn't even know there were four others. You got the list for me? Yeah, well, two, two of them have happened in the last two years. Urban Meyer was the fourth. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. So Urban Meyer. So Oh, that's right. They didn't even give him the full year. They fired him before the end of the season. I forgot who else. So Bobby Petrino back in 2007 with the aforementioned Atlanta Falcons. Kind of quit on them, didn't he? Quit he? on them. Remember, he left a, left a note. A note in the, yeah, look- in the locker room. <laughs> I'm out of here. And he took off on his motorcycle, probably. <laughs> okay, Bobby Petrino. And then uh, a guy I admittedly have not has, uh, had not ever heard of, a guy named Pete McCulley, 
for the 49ers in 1978, so I presume he preceded Bill Walsh. Okay. Uh, he did not last one season. And then in 1976, the New York Jets fired Lou, Lou Holtz. He didn't get a full year? Lou didn't get a full year. He didn't get a full year. I think Lou, Lou figured out... Pretty early on, that he was meant more to coach of a college guy. He's more of a college guy. Yeah, he, he was back at Arkansas, well, or over at Arkansas before. Uh, admittedly, I, when Wilkes was the coach here, I remember thinking, would they move off of him before? Because it was just such a very obvious. Okay, we all know how this is going to end. We, we know how this. Do you just do it now so you can get a jump start? Uh, did Denver do it to get a jump start on other teams for certain guys, or were they just fed up and embarrassed uh, because they gave up fifty one points yeah, to the Rams? Yeah. I think so. I think the jump start thing is a little overrated. I mean, the way that back channels work now with agents. I mean. I mean, basically, two agents control all the coaches. Yeah. I mean, if Mike Bidwell's going to make a change, and he probably knows if he's going to already, he could be having these conversations already. With, he could be with Jimmy Sexton and the other guys. So he I could, mean, he could be. So if Sean Payton is, and I, I know from having worked with Tim in the past, um, Tim's got the the, the Payton plan, right? Uh, the the plan in place to bring Sean Payton to be the coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and of course, there have been reports and tweets and suggestions, somewhat. Casually kind of linking Sean Payton to the Cardinals and, and other organizations as well. In that regard, this was kind of a, a busy, noteworthy weekend when it comes to Sean Payton. One, he's putting together an all-star staff, including Vic Fangio, to be his defensive coordinator. Two, the Denver Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett over the weekend, but their current GM is the one kind of leading the search for the next guy, which sort of suggests that the current GM will stay on as the GM, which might rule them out of Sean Payton. And then number three, last night with their 20-3 victory over the Colts, the L.A. Chargers clinched a playoff spot for the first time since 2018. On paper, you would think that makes Brandon Staley safe. But as you pointed out earlier, that's not necessarily the case. It's not a guarantee. Right. I, if he gets if he gets embarrassed in the postseason and they know Sean Payton's available and Sean Payton says, "Hey, look, that's the gig I want. I, I want to come coach Justin Herbert. And I, I want to I want to live in Manhattan Beach and I want to you know wake up having you know oatmeal looking at the ocean every day because that's where I want to be." Then maybe they make they make a move. So it's not a guarantee, but the chances are now less that the Chargers are looking for a new head coach. Yes. Because they're in the postseason. I think significantly less. Signific- I mean, like, I think if the Chargers had made the postseason, I think Brandon Staley was right. so, gone. So, so that that's good. George Payton is still the GM in Denver. Sean Payton's going to want full control. That's good. I got a lot of Bronco fans on my timeline that are just convinced that Sean Payton's going to be the next head coach of the Broncos. Don't see it. There's a, dy- a dynamic there between the GM and, and, and any future head coach. I mean, that's if a head coach wants absolute power... It's not going to happen in Denver. Doesn't sound like it, no. You know, unless uh, unless, is, unless unless Peyton gets blown out. Is it going to happen in Dallas? Well, there's one guy with absolute control. I, that's what I mean. We've it, never it, given that up. It, but but, it, get, but 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 Jerry will tell Sean Peyton anything he needs to hear to get him to get him here. But he's been so linked with that job. If Mike McCarthy doesn't get them very far, and that that's always been my hang up with Sean Peyton being linked to the Dallas job, is that you got to deal with. Jerry and and Jerry, Jerry's had a coach where he gave full power to was Bill Parcells. It lasted two years. They were two really good years, but Jerry just couldn't stand having that much 
power reside with somebody that wasn't him. And I just don't know if Sean Payton would go there and put up with that. And I will say this, much like you know, Brandon Staley getting into the playoffs probably maybe saves his job. Mike McCarthy's job's not saved by not, being in the postseason. Not one bit. Because Jerry knows that Payton's out there and, and available. Yep. So it's, it's, it's interesting. But I will say this, the Cardinals' options for a Sean Payton and getting that absolute control certainly have changed in the last couple of weeks with Steve Keim now on that leave of absence. You would think. And reportedly now heading towards a divorce with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. That door is swung wide open. J.J. Watt's legacy is one that stands among the all-time greats, but we weren't his first NFL home. How will the city of Houston remember J.J. Watt? We'll go there and find out next on the Burns and Gambo Show with Tim Ring filling in.